How to transform your passion into a successful startup. Welcome to Lead, an inspiring podcast that focuses on the creative spirit inside us all. Jocelyn Bellows interviews accomplished entrepreneurs about overcoming obstacles and achieving greatness. Join us today and lead into a fulfilling and successful life. Uh, this is Jocelyn. Welcome to another episode of The Leap. Joining me today is Lauren Worthington. Lauren has many, many, many titles, so I'm going to really put it very blanket. She's a mompreneur. She's a mom of a couple kids. She's got lots of things going. Uh, one of her most recent ventures, having started her own podcast and launching into uh, motivational speaking and coaching. So with that, welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining me. And please tell the audience a little bit about what you're working on these days. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting. Uh, It's funny, we were just talking about our behind the scenes. And I just, I'm going to remember this moment, I think, forever. I look like (laughs) a snowman. I'm (laughs) cleansing today, cold, and I've got like 18 layers on. So I am cozied up, ready to have an awesome conversation. Uh, So yeah, definitely a lot of things going on. I am first and foremost a wife, a mama of three, and well, three children and three animals. So, like, life is busy. And then I have a network marketing business that I really launched right after I left the corporate world. And then that kind of bridged me into creating a motivational coaching business. And the first part of that was launching. Becoming Untangled, the podcast. And that's really going to be a space for women. I mean, anybody can listen to it, but it's mainly um, women and how to really fall in love with yourself so you can feel worthy and actually invest in yourself and do the things that you want to do in life. So that's that was the baby that I've been birthing for two years and she, she'll find, she, you know, she's finally out and uh, I cannot wait. I'm so, so, so excited. That's, that's amazing. I, I don't even know where to start. So I, I may actually start a little bit, go back a little to you starting your network marketing. And sure. because that sounds like that was the impetus or the, the starting point of you leaping from corporate America into your own entrepreneurial yeah. business. Yeah. I've, my dad's an entrepreneur and he's had his own business. Um, he was a police officer for 20 years and always had his own business. So I really learned the ropes from him, how to is, you know, his work ethic. So that rolled over to myself. And I would say, looking back, I've been a serial entrepreneur and I'm like just unemployable <laughs> because I've done so many different jobs. I think I had like 10 different majors throughout college. Um, started, you know, there and then went to hair school and then in the medical field and then in the, you know, it was like Eastern and Western medicine. That's where my love of nutrition really began and taking care of people. But when you're on either side of that spectrum, you really aren't getting to the core of taking care of people. You know, you're giving them a service, but then they leave and, you know, end of story. And so I was always searching for that one thing where I could 
create a relationship with somebody and really see them through all their trials, tribulations, and the winds of life. And network marketing kind of fell onto my lap. Um, and what I loved about it was the residual income, right? That you do all that hard work and you get paid even when, you know, you might be on vacation or what have you. But the biggest thing I would say that drew me to network marketing was I knew it could be a way out of a nine to five. I didn't really work a nine to five. I was in corporate as a practice administrator. So you're talking like 7.30 to 6.30 PM. And then your phone doesn't stop ringing till 10.30 at night and you're checking email. You know, it just doesn't ever go off. And that just did not work with three kids. Like that was not going to happen. So I really took a good, clear look at my life in the future and was like, okay, we get, we have to make a decision now. And it all happened really fast. It, it just happened this past April. So um, once I left the corporate world, I basically went from bottom to the top of the company and uh, haven't looked back since. <laughs> what do you think the change was? I was so stressed out. You know, it reminded me of when I actually started network marketing, where I was looking for a nutrition program because at that time, that story, that former version of myself, I was overwhelmed. I was lonely because, you know, my, I was working all the time. My husband was working all the time. We had our third baby was um, six. So we were going to Boston Children's every week. I just, I didn't, I lost myself. And fast forward two years after that, I found myself in that same feeling going, oh my gosh, I am starting to feel overwhelmed again. I don't even know who I am, where I'm going. Like, what am I, you know, just time just kept every day, just kept going by and by and by and by. And I was so stressed out that I just basically had a nice conversation with my husband, which we've been talking over quite some time. And he said, all right, take the leap. And I was like, okay, here we go. And I, I put the family at the forefront. I couldn't let them down. So I think that was really my driving force. From when you, when you left corporate America in April to yeah. working on your network marketing. Absolutely. Yep. And then that was, a, you know, it's been a, it's a wild ride, right? It, go, it ebbs and flows and I love the community we're building. I'm building some amazing leaders. It's just so beautiful to see young moms, well, really moms of any ages, um, create the same thing, but in a, their own version for themselves. But at the same time, what just happened recently was that still wasn't enough for me. Again, let's remember Lauren, the serial entrepreneur. I'm like, okay. I need, you know, some new juice to flow. And that's really where Becoming Untangled came to, to light was that I have been creating this idea of a business and kept watching other people do it. I just never felt like I could do it or that I was worthy enough until I realized all the things in my past had led me here. I am worthy. And that is what I'm going to be teaching. It was like an crazy aha moment. It was beautiful. And oh my gosh, it was just the best. It's so much clarity when I made that decision. And so here you are with Becoming Untangled. Can you tell us a little bit about what 
the podcast is about? Yes. So Becoming Untangled is really a place that we're going to create a community for women to feel safe. So a sacred space where they can feel like their true selves and really learn how to take all the masks that we wear off and really live in your true authentic skin. So what does that mean for somebody? We typically try to think, well, all the time with our minds, right? And so you're like so focused on the idea. I mean, that was my story. I was like, I I know I'm supposed to do this and I just couldn't put the pieces of the puzzle together is because I was going with my logic brain and it was really, I needed to slow down and get really quiet for a good amount of time to listen to my heart. And then bam, the two connect. And that is really what Becoming Untangled is going to be a really nice place for people to hear. You know, it's going to be different interviews with like-minded entrepreneurs who have done the same thing or just, you know, people in general of walks, you know, ages. My gosh, I can't even speak. (laughs) Anybody um, who has really been through the same things, very similar, but I guess it's just, I I don't know what I'm saying. You're probably gonna have to bleep this part out on your podcast. (laughs) Sorry, my husband distracted me. He's like, can you call me? (laughs) Oh my God. Right now, come on. Yes, he does. Um, Let me get back. Let me go to my notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have interviews. We will be doing some, the first one of the podcasts that I launched was like self affirmations and what to say to yourself every day that you end up believing it over time. And I was one of those people too, that I would start something and not finish it, start something, not finish it. And you could insert anything there. It would be either a workout or a program or a book. Like I have 50 books open at once. And I just was like, I can't live like that anymore. Everything's got to start and finish. And so I just started slowing down and not, and it, it was so organic and it made me really look at everything that I do in my life is to start it and finish it and see what's created in that process. And so taking those moments and really applying them to becoming untangled, it'll be any of the course creation, you know, we'll be pulling off of that people that are in the mastermind and the Academy, you know, sharing their testimonials, um, but really a safe place to, to really be you. And hopefully what we can share, someone can relate to and it can change them and, and really being their true authentic self and feeling worthy. Cause I think that's a lot of what a lot of women don't feel. They don't feel like they're worthy, whether it becomes a money struggle and they're not bringing income into the family, right? That's why you see a lot of women in network marketing right now, because they want to contribute not feeling worthy, maybe in the workplace, right? We're fighting for these jobs and maybe not getting picked, insert whatever you want there. (laughs) Yeah. Salary increase, you name it. Yeah. You can take that whatever way you want, but Mm -hmm. um, politics aside, you know, that's really, and then feeling worthy just as a mom, right? It's the things that we go through. And I just remember, you know, we have to discipline our, one of our children. I used to beat myself up and be like, oh my God, what is that going to do to them when they're older? I mean, really? I had to put our time out because of what? Like, let's calm down and pump the brakes. 
So again, it's just giving yourself grace throughout life. And I think women in general just put so much pressure on ourselves. Like we just do hands down. So it's kind of like just taking that heat off a little bit. I think you really started there, honestly, when we started with the introduction and right off the bat, you had five different titles for yourself, wife, mom, mom of three, working entrepreneur. That's a lot to put on, Mm -hmm. on yourself. And I think as a woman, my, you know, a mom of myself and an entrepreneur, I know that I put that pressure on myself every day. And I, I think that's great to talk about grace and being kind, you know, kind to ourselves, mm-hmm. observance of self-care. I uh, want to go back to something you'd said at the, in, you know, at the intro of this segment. You mentioned when you started the thought process of becoming untangled and the motivational coaching forthcoming, you said you got quiet with yourself. You had a very busy life, busy world. You, How did you do that? So what works for me is if I can declare something, especially in public or to my husband, he, I ask him to hold me accountable. And the first thing I said was, I have to get off social media. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I said, I'm giving myself seven days and I'm going to prove to myself that I can be off of it for seven days, right? Because... Let's remember Lauren that has 50 books open starts, never finishes anything. I was actually not on team Lauren when I made that decision, but I knew I needed to. And so I immediately went off social media because I had found myself comparing not so much in my network marketing company. It was all these other companies. It was all these other bloggers and podcasters. And I just found myself in a whole other world that I didn't know how I got there. And so that was what I declared, just a seven-day social media cleanse, and I'm going to take care of myself, and I'm going to do my daily intentions. And so my daily intentions are very important to me, and I've been practicing these for at least a year now, um, and full-time actually doing them every day for probably, I would say, at least six months now. So I wake up, I have a gratitude journal. Actually, back up. I wake up and do not touch my phone. Because that is another, you know, it's just, it sends you into a whole other world. So I do not touch my phone. I wake up and I am trying, you know, I find something that I'm grateful for because I used to wake up and be really tired and I would start to tell myself the stories and it just, again, downward spiral. So gratitude, I get the kids up and running. And then once they all leave, I sit and I meditate and I give myself about 15 minutes. I do a guided meditation. And after I meditate, I journal and I'm really good at meditating. I've been, I've been practicing that for two years straight. So in the beginning, meditation is really hard for most people because you got to quiet those thoughts. Mine goes way deeper. It's very much faith driven, which is a whole other podcast because I never used to be like that. And so once I journal, that's when it's like, I feel really clear that I can, you know, work out, get my breakfast. And then once the social media cleanse was over, that's when I would do, you know, my work either online or on my phone. What are some of the lessons that you learned during that seven day cleanse? Well, it was 
glorious to be off of social media. I realized that life goes on without social media, that I actually don't need social media to build my business, which I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I got to find more followers. I got to find more people. And it, you know, I use Instagram as my favorite because I love the stories. Facebook is kind of, you know, I still use Facebook, but it's not my love. So I would spend, you know, time toggling back and forth, but that's what I've really found was that life is just as beautiful with or without social media and that I don't, it's not running my business. I'm running my business. The other thing that I found through that is how much comparing I was doing. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, back in the day, we just took a picture and didn't even know what it was going to look like until you got the film. And they were fantastic pictures. Now, when you go to do a selfie, like, are you kidding me? That's so weird because why are we looking at her faces so close? And again, I would create these crazy stories in my head and then spend so much time trying to take the best picture and this, that, and the other. And it was just so nice to say, again, giving myself grace, let that stuff go. Just let that stuff go. Social media can be used in amazing ways, but the way that it can be, you know, the way I was going was not what I had ever intended it to be. And I think a lot of people can get stuck in that rabbit hole. It's just, you got to learn to get yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a great lesson and I'm glad we touched on it. I have also gone through short short bursts uh, of taking myself off of social media and realized how much happier I was in taking those breaks. Some of it was comparison for, for many, many years. I was a voyeur watching everyone else's life and really not participating in in posting myself. Mm -hmm. In this past year with all the transition in my life, I've started to to do more posting and more sharing and less looking at what everyone else is doing. And I saw the shift. However, every time I took that break, it was, it was like letting the weight off. Right. And Mm -hmm. allowing myself just to kind of be still with myself. I hear a lot of elements that you just talked about of how you're going to be applying them to your business, you know, Mm -hmm. with these limiting beliefs systems that as women, we do put ourselves, how are some of the lessons that you've learned from your own life going to apply as you continue to build your brand? Oh my gosh. I love it. I think that we are our best teachers. And if you get the opportunity to use reflection in your life and use it as a tool to grow yourself, that could be one of the greatest gifts you give yourself. I was open to always reflecting on my life and situations and how could I make it better and just creating boundaries around that and giving it myself time. So I, one of the things um, that will propel the business forward is that anything that I teach, I've been there and been through it. And in my 37 years, I've been through a lifetime of stuff. Most stuff people don't know, which will be quite interesting as this starts to bloom, uh, that I'll have to have many different conversations, you know, to to unveil some of those things. 
but I'm very confident with it. Right. So I had to do all this work on myself, coaching and personal development and being really upset, being really angry, being really confused before it all was bloomed, you know? So that's how this will work into the business is taking each individual person and see what they, you know, what is keeping and or holding them back from being there, being truthful to who they are. I know so many people in my immediate life who are not truthful. Mm-hmm. And I always tell my husband, I should have been a detective or someone who does a lie detector because I can read energy like nobody's business. And it makes me sad, right? As part of being an empath, I can like feel their sadness and I take it on. And I just always wanted to help them more than they wanted to help themselves. Now it's reversed. I cannot help them more than they want to help themselves. It starts with that person. And that's a really hard thing. It's something to understand, but it's a hard thing to really enact. I think, I don't know that I'm an empath per se. I know that I've grown quite a bit and I'm starting to feel energy. Uh, I've even felt energies just through text communications and emails that I haven't ever felt before. And I think we're innately want to help others, right? We want others others to be empowered. and, And how do you kind of, hold yourself back and say, I'm here and I'm available, but it's up to you, the other person to, to be open to that change or be willing to make that change. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most women have to find that within themselves. I, I don't like to call it rock bottom because mm-hmm. that's, but that would be as close to it as I could get where they've absolutely had enough of telling themselves the same stories over and over. And that could be a million different things. But wanting to show up as yourself and not feel like you always have to have, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or having the, you know, the perfect makeup and your hair done when you really just want to sit in your bathrobe like I am right now and have a conversation. Yeah. And owning the fact that you might not want to go and have a drink, or maybe you do want to go have a drink, or you want to read this book, or you want to go eat at that restaurant. I mean, we're always kind of, as I've seen and collected, we let everybody else choose first. And so it's about time we choose first. And I think before we can serve anybody else, our husbands, spouses, children, we must take care of ourselves first. Because you have nothing left to give them. If you wake up, you run them to school, you go to your job, you get wiped out because you gave your energy to everybody else. You never took care of yourself. Then you come home, feed everybody, want some husband, spouse time, and then you're too tired and you go to bed. Where was anywhere in that day time for you? You didn't, you didn't take care of yourself. Maybe you probably didn't even eat lunch. You probably didn't even eat breakfast. You know what I mean? Like It's just a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And so it's really recognizing those, those are all habits and behaviors that we've created over the years. And it goes even deeper than that. Why are, were those created? What events shaped you to be this type of person? Mm-hmm. I was reading a book recently and I, I don't recall, I think it might've been a Gabby Bernstein book. I don't quote me on that. And in reading it, there was a, there was a piece that was talking about 
making promises and commitments to ourselves before anyone else. And if we're so willing to break our own promises to ourselves, how does that show up to anybody else? Oh my God, that's amazing. It's so true. It's so true. It's, it's the same thing as when you say you're going to go to the gym and then you come up with all these excuses and you don't go, but yet you pay for a membership, mm-hmm. right? That's just, we, how many times do we do that with everything else? I know for me just recently, it has felt so good. I'm a really like a big list person and I love like making little squares and I like check them off. They're like all over my house and I, it just gives me complete satisfaction, but I have one block that's all me. And it's just like the stuff, you know, my supplements that I take, did I meditate? Did I work out? Did I do my gratitude? And it's like giving myself a hug when I look at it, like, good for you. Good for you. Now I'm not talking like spa days and things like that. Those are all like luxuries in my world, which I don't even get to do because that's not what serves me. I know what serves me. And it's those little things. It's journaling, it's meditation, it's reading, it's podcasts, it's creating. As long as I can do that before anything else, I'm the best version of me that anybody will get. I just got chills. <laughs> I really, I honest goodness did. And, and for listeners, Lauren and I met all of a couple of weeks ago, although I've been following her on social media for, I don't know, about a year or so. Um, through the network marketing piece, just because I'm familiar with that. And when we first spoke about being a guest, I felt immediately connected. And I think that chills that I got just now is that that's also what fills me, uh, the creative piece, Mm. the piece that I think when you go through transition in life, and I think we've, we've all had our stories. My story happened to hit earlier this year, a major transition. And that's when I started to dig in and had to realize how important self-care was and how important it was to be quiet within myself. And as I started to do that, that creative environment, the entrepreneurial spirit awoke. And, <laughs> yeah. and now the one thing I want to ask you about really is, you've kind of touched on it, authenticity. How is that going to play a role in your coaching and and also with your podcast? Oh, I love being different. I think different is beautiful. I was absolutely born to go first and be different because I remember in sixth grade, I used to wear my mom's like 80s blazers with huge shoulder pads. Are you kidding me? I was like, 70 pounds maybe and like walking down the hallway being you know I had my own I was a trendsetter but then people used to copy me and I used to get really upset and over time I realized well that's a compliment right the older we get you realize that's a compliment so authenticity I knew at a young age how important it was to just be you and then life happens so I lost that part of me for quite some time I just life happened, right? Insert life. And when I couldn't put the pen to paper to create, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, but I want to be different. I don't want to keep, you know, doing the same, let's just say use social media posts as an example. 
I really want to share something and I couldn't figure it out. Again, mind and heart weren't connected. Mm-hmm. And I can't be sure what specific event led me to realize that I had work to do. It must have been, you know, we obviously go to a bunch of conventions and somebody must have, you know, spoken it shook my soul where I realized actually, yes, now I remember it was Tony Robbins and we were in Vegas and I was in that moment. I was really focused on my husband. It was the first event he had gone with me and I watched him. He has PTSD and I watched him completely break down in front of our entire team and everybody was, you know, just hugging and it was like a movie. So I didn't really take time for myself during that event. We got to the, back to the hotel room and I remember being in the shower and he said something to me and I basically like barked back. And I remember that I got right in the shower and that was not me. And I'm like, I don't even know why that happened. And then something Tony said, I cannot remember it now but I heard it again in the shower and I just started sobbing and I screamed for Chris and he came in and he, I, I said, I think I know what happened. I think I know why I am the way I am. I I had this thing that happened to me at a young age and then like this boyfriend I had and for years and it was just not a great relationship, but I thought it was. And it just, He got in the shower with me. He was fully dressed and he just hugged me and we cried. And I knew that was the beginning of something amazing, that it was time to release all those stories that I held on to. I didn't cry for years before that. Years. If I did, it was in silence. I used to say to people, don't make me cry. I'm not going to cry no, no, no. Like I would put that, you know, declare it. And I stuck to it. That was the worst thing looking back that I could have ever done because it hurt me more than it helped me by not releasing that. And so we went to work. Long story short, we went to work after that. We came home and it was game on. And that's when meditation plays a huge role because it brings you to places that you don't remember. I couldn't remember, but I do now. And it was just like, I was so patient with myself, giving myself that grace, knowing it's not going to happen overnight. But once I clear all that, that's when I knew everything that I had been thinking of and creating will eventually come out and I will get that alignment and I will get that authenticity. And it's work. Yeah. It's work everyday work. Yeah. But it's beautiful at the same time to know whatever happens. You know, life is life. Like you, there's good, bad. It just is that. And so I was, I've always been an optimistic person. I've always wanted to be different. And I let that go, I think at a young age. And then, you know, I had a couple of deaths when I was really, really young that were, they were close to me. And then my parents got divorced when I was 16 and boom, lights off. That was it. I didn't have anybody to talk to. My mom just recently, oh my gosh, she's my best friend. I love her so much. She got all teary eyed the other day and she's like, I just remember you in ninth grade when we were going through all of that. And I'm like, yeah, 
And she goes, I just wish I was there for you more. She goes, I think I really, you really needed someone to talk to. And I was like, mom, I'm like, it's okay. I'm okay. Just took me a long time to get there, but (laughs) okay. And it was beautiful to see that moment because I knew I had released that. I'd let that go. That wasn't my story any longer. I didn't have to worry about my parents any longer. I mean, that was a long time ago. Um, but I carried that with me for forever. Are those some of the things that you're hoping to help others through? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really important to I wish I had somebody then. You know, I wish And maybe if I did, I'm not sure my personality would have listened. I'm very stubborn or that former version of me was very stubborn. I'm not so stubborn anymore, but who knows if I would have listened, right? I mean, you can't, I think the way that it all happened, it happened that way because, and it got me here. So I am so grateful for all the experiences because they led me here. I have a lot of experiences. Yeah. Yeah, I I as a book. And I think you know, we have good chapters. We have bad chapters. We have sad chapters. We have dark chapters. We have vibrant, beautiful, colorful chapters. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it is. It's all. I, when I, we were just talking, I just had this vision of myself or anybody that could relate to any of that is that it was, I was always walking around with baggage not just one suitcase. I had like the entire length of an airport baggage that I took with me everywhere in every situation. Every morning I woke up, every night I went to bed, that baggage was sleeping in my bed. It's wild. Now, nothing. Peace. (laughs) Maybe my cat Tito and my husband, but that's like, it's just so beautiful to know that no matter what age you are, you can absolutely make the decision to release all that. Yeah. And I think that's also important to to note that it is a choice. We can choose to do this. We can choose to to take on the work because it's work. Um, It doesn't happen overnight. There are moments in our lives, I think, that hit us. Like your moment in the shower. I know I had a moment when I decided it was time to leave my failing relationship, my failing marriage. And it hit me like a Mack truck. I had known, but that moment hit. And once I made the decision, then I had a choice. I had a choice of how I was going to proceed from there. And that's sort of what led me down this pathway to why we're having this conversation, because it's what introduced me to our, um, our mutual friend that got us started on this conversation. And yes. And uh, I think I'm just so excited to see as your businesses blossom and grow, you know, I'm going to be watching and that's, I'm, I'm so grateful that we are having this conversation um, at the, at the beginning to yes. watch this bloom. I know. Um, I know. I can't wait. Like where we'll have to do a six month and a one year to see. <laughs> I, absolutely. To absolutely. See where we're going. I, I absolutely want to check back in and, and know where Lauren is going and what she's accomplished so far, because 
for listeners, keep an eye because I'm going to be doing something in a similar pathway and I'm going to be watching Lauren and saying, okay, I like what this piece is and how does it apply to where I am? Not in a comparison way, but in a complimentary way. Yes. Well, see, that's the key. That's the distinct difference of this work is to pick the people that have either gone first or that you can relate to or doing something similar that inspires you. Mm -hmm. Then from there, you study it and you get still, you journal, you meditate, and you create your own. And then you collab with people and it just becomes this beautiful relationship. But you're you, I'm me, we can never all be the same. That's what's so amazing about it. The, The market's never saturated because there's billions and billions of people and it's who's ready when mm-hmm. and whatever they can relate to is where they will will genuinely go and that just goes really with anything you're going to follow who you want to follow and if you can stick to the inspiration piece versus the comparison then you you've already made a huge difference it's also choosing your tribe Yes. <laughs> Amen to that. The community and tribe, having pe- like-minded people is one of the, well, it's, it's everything. I would just say that. It's everything. It's connections. When you have like-minded people, you can have conversations. It's like the, we could stay up till midnight talking type conversations, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of friendships that I had had were never based off of that. I realized a lot of my friendships were me giving and giving and giving, and I'm, I never received back. I led all of it, and it was time to let those go in an organic way. still love them where they're at, but it doesn't serve me anymore. It goes from having small talk to having deep conversations. That's the difference. Yeah. When you find those people that get you in the space that you're in, and release is important. No, the word no and employing it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. That was my entire first podcast was be happy with the word no. I always used to say yes to everything. And then I'd create these crazy stories to get myself out of it. And that just created so much stress for myself. And I'm like, why didn't you just tell them no in the first place? Because I didn't want to hurt people's feelings, right? It's all those situations of my past that, you know, I worried about people thought of me and it, it is just, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. We give everything meaning, right? So everything that's around us, whether it be negative or positive, the word no can go on either side. We always give it meaning. So just be honest with yourself when it comes to that. Be honest with yourself. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's why they have a maybe. Just if you can't make a decision yet, just hit maybe. <laughs> I get really comfortable when you're ready to make that decision. Yeah. And yeah. saying no is absolutely okay. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Well, and we're homebodies. That's one of the things that we love is like we love being home. Gone are the days of going out all the time and getting babysitters and all that because you're so stressed out from raising you know, young kids. Now it's like we all want to be home with each other. And I am so obsessed with this work 
I could do it 24 hours a day. So I have to also know when to put it down and just go be with my family. So that's kind of where I'm in that learning process right now. Where's your happiness factor right now? Your personal happiness? Personal happiness scale on a scale, like yeah. one to 10. I would say, I would say an eight. What would bring me to a 10 would be my husband working a normal job. <laughs> right now he is gone all the time. So that would probably right there, bring it to a 10. Definitely launching the, the full business, starting to serve the women I want to serve, just getting out in the community more, having my kids still watch and be a part of all of it. They've just been an incredible piece of this, my, my biggest cheerleaders. And yeah, I would say those, those would get me right to a 10. They're, they're happening. They're on the verge. They are I have to be patient. That's one thing I also have to learn is just to slow down and be patient. That is a that one I struggle with on the daily. I want it immediately yesterday, last week, last month. Why isn't it here yet? (laughs) Right. And that's yes, because I would find myself just like praying. Why is it not happening yet? You know, why, 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 why? And somebody once said, the universe cannot take from you what you're not willing to surrender. Hello. Okay, Lauren, like let's surrender the X, Y, Z. And the universe will take that from you so they can insert something else. Mm -hmm. Just keep that in the back of your mind when you're getting stressed out about money, right? Money is a huge one with people, you know. Why am I not making more money? Or why am I not getting that job? Or why, why, why? Well, maybe because you have money stories and you don't treat your money correctly. You don't have a great relationship with money. So if you're not willing to surrender or own that, the universe isn't going to take that away and give you something new. you got to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. I have a quote that sits on top of, uh, above my desk. And it says that the universe, everything is unfolding just as it's meant to, something to that effect. And so when I get my moments of, the stress and why is this not working the way that I want it to or what's going on. I have to kind of sit back and say, this is how it's intended. It's just release. Yeah. Um, everything has its time and space and it will happen as it, but we can't understand that when we're in the present moment. It's when you can use that reflection mm-hmm. as your future self to look back, you'll have your answers. And then it all makes sense. You're like, ah, that's what I, that's what I wanted to know back then. Those light bulb moments. Yes. Yes. We are actually running on time. And I want to ask if you can share with the, the listeners, how we can learn more about your podcast, about your website, where we can find more about you. And I absolutely, let's, let's do this again in six months. I'd love to touch base yes. and, and see the progress and hear about the progress. Absolutely. So we'll do that. So you can find me always on Instagram and that's Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N underscore Worthington. And it's W-O-R-T-H-I-N-G-T-O-N. And over on Facebook, it's Lauren Worthington. The website is lauren 
And then Becoming Untangled podcast is on Anchor as well as iTunes. And so you can find me over there. Send me a message. I love receiving messages. Love to meet new people. I'll be everywhere. (laughs) You already are. You already are. You got it all covered. Well, thank you so much again for your time. And I'm so glad that we were able to carve out some space where we could sit and chat in our our robes. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Love it. Well, thank you. I really am honored that you asked me to be on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Lead. To learn more about Lead, the podcast and coaching services, please join us on our Leap Facebook page at facebook.com slash what's your lead.